Welcome to today's new podcast. I was recently at a large Christian event where um, there was a time of song worship, as they call it, and the person leading that uh, during leading that worship time happened to mention or make a few comments regarding men in worship. And uh, I think this is quite a complex issue. Um, one that I feel very strongly about when it comes to worship songs as to what seems to be around now, what kind of songs are being sung and seen as, uh, you know, good Christian worship songs. So I thought that having been raised in that context, I would respond in some way. I think, I think there are several issues to do with songs and my, ma- my main one really is the biblical content of them because it seems to me that most worship songs are Christian poetry and the problems I find with that are that the same ideas and the same phrases and the same descriptions go round and round and round and that you can sing four worship songs back to back and end up singing about the same thing again and again and again now obviously one of the core themes of these will be the cross the death and the resurrection of Jesus, which of course is the centre of the Christian life, the Christian way, the Christian outliving in the world. But it's only half the picture because Jesus taught about the kingdom, the kingdom of God. What is that like? And that was demonstrated in his meals, in the relationships he made, the conversations and arguments he had, and the way he lived his life. Now that is very rarely explored in worship songs. We don't sing about his meals, his relationships, his arguments. We occasionally sing about his miracles, but there are not many songs like that. Recently at church, we had one by Graham Kendrick, which was about the Last Supper, which I really liked. And that was about Jesus washing the disciples' feet and, and calling his disciples to do the same thing for other people. So there's that issue. Also for me, there's the issue of some of the songs I've encountered, I don't think, of actually being uh, very biblical anyway. For example, Jesus is often sung about as being beautiful. Now, as far as I know, there is a phrase in the Bible called the beauty of holiness. But Jesus himself is not described as being beautiful. And to be honest, as a man following Jesus, I do not follow him because of beauty. There are many, many other reasons why I follow Jesus that we could sing about, but we rarely seem to. And this is why I come back to the biblical thing, because the Bible is full of descriptions of God, full of descriptions of life, full of descriptions of Jesus that we never seem to tap into in worship songs. Years ago, there was a a competition. It was called Sing Good News. This is going back decades now. And I wasn't around for the competition, but I did buy the album that accompanied it afterwards so that, you know, some of the best songs from that competition were put on this album and had been recorded as worship songs. Now, the interesting thing about that was this. This was the criteria of the competition. They had to use biblical text straight out of the Good News Bible. And because of that album that I had, I still to this day, and I'm really, really old now, can quote bits of the Good News Bible because I sung them as worship songs. And that's my issue with the biblical worship, is that 
people would know their Bible so much better. And let's face it, what, what is the core foundation of knowing about life with God as a Christian? It has to be the Bible. And if we sung more bits from the Bible instead of Christian poetry, we would we would have a much broader view of our faith of God and of the Bible because we would be tapping into these other descriptions and experiences that are biblical. The third point I want to make about modern Christian worship songs is this. They seem to come out of the individualistic idea of life that we are now steeped in. The idea that it is about me as an individual. And therefore, as so many worship songs, and this does go back quite a long time as well, but certainly now, it's about me and God. What God is going to do for me, what I'm going to do for God. And in fact, the biblical picture is that we're in it together. Yes, there are lots of psalms where the writer is writing to God about himself or herself and, 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 and God's response to that. But the general biblical picture is that we are in this together that we are called to follow as a body of people. The main description of the church is that it's like a body with lots of different parts and we probably don't like some of those other parts. And some parts look fantastic and other parts don't look so good, but we're all in it together. And uh, the, the interesting thing about that, with those worship songs at the event I was at, is that the event I was at, it was full of images and ideas around of how we can help other people. It's steeped in it, it's fantastic for that. Everywhere you go, there's posters and backdrops and slogans and images which are to do with how, as people in this world, we can make a difference. And yet when it comes to worship songs, there aren't many worship songs that tie in with that idea. The issue of worship songs and men, which is what was raised, is a side issue in a sense. I think if worship songs were more biblical and got away from the Christian poetry, then we would find them more appropriate to all of our lives. And that's me ranting, all done. Thank you for listening. Oh.